3: Good morning everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Program for this almost Friday Thursday. It is october twentieth, two thousand twenty two. The date one zero two zero two zero two two. We welcome you to the show. Beautiful day here in Las Vegas. Our weather at about uh about nine minutes after seven A. M. Pacific time. Sees the temperature gauge at 63 right outside the studios here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and through the airwaves of Sports Talk, 1400 a.m. Sun shining, sky blue, ground dry. It is a beautiful day. Like I said, 63 right now, nice and crisp outside. We're going to get up to 88, a little bit hotter than uh, a couple of days ago. So we're going to be at 88 today and the only uh the only thing that's uh, going to change that uh that may worry very well be a little bugaboo for us is uh, a wind advisory that's going to happen on Saturday. See, they already know the way the systems work and that it's going to come through here on Saturday and it's going to be gusting pretty hard. So, make sure you got the uh the lawn furniture by the pool tied down before Saturday here in Las Vegas. But it's always fast firm and perfect in the books, isn't it? And that's where we'll be certainly, with uh, watching a little pigskin and horsehide. You know how that goes. Uh, we got a Thursday night uh, football game kicking off week seven of the NFL with uh, the Saints meeting the Cardinals in Arizona. And we'll roll through another week of NFL on Sunday and, of course, all that great college football. What, what a bunch of great college football games last week, huh? The college football championship... And the teams that make it are going to be really, really uh, interesting this year and certainly exciting down the road. And, of course, hockey's underway. we got our, uh, you know, Golden Knights, Las Vegas Golden Knights, doing our, doing the job on the ice there. And, of course, the Raiders off the bye week will be back in action this weekend. And, of course, uh, we have all of the great horse racing going on in our race books. That include a couple of state bread stakes race days coming up on um, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, tomorrow and Saturday. Now, tomorrow at Remington Park, there's um, the big uh, Oklahoma Sires Stakes Program Day of Racing where they have all of the big races, you know, the. The classic, juvenile, distaff, turf, turf, sprint, you know, all the, all the good stuff there. There's uh, eight of those uh, Oklahoma-bred, state-bred stakes races tomorrow at Remington Park. With the feature being the Oklahoma Classic Cup uh, at $175,000 purse. Then, of course, on Saturday, you'll have the Maryland Million. This is the really the state-bred uh, program modeled after the Breeders' Cup for state breads that really started uh, all of the state-bred um, breeding programs and state-bred uh, stakes race days way back when uh, Jim McKay, who used to be uh, the host of uh, all the <coughs> thoroughbred racing coverage on ABC, proposed and started this. So the Maryland Million is the first one, and that comes up on uh, Saturday. And uh, same thing with all the divisions, you know, all the big divisions, et cetera. And uh, the big race there is the Maryland Million Classic at $150,000. Ten, ten of the maryland breds, uh, in their divisions on Saturday. <clears throat> so we got that good stuff going as we wait for the Breeders' Cup, which is 15 days, two hours, 15 minutes, and 22 seconds and counting. Two weeks from tomorrow will be the first of the Breeders' Cup two-day championship at Keeneland Racecourse. And we are sharpening up the pencils. We got the Ouija board going. We got the numbers. We got the uh, seances. We got everything going, man. We're going to try to get to those winners for you. Happening two weeks from tomorrow. After the first day, the day for the two-year-olds. The five stakes races, Breeders' Cup races for two-year-olds will happen in, uh, two weeks uh, from tomorrow. And right after that is concluded, we'll be doing a Breeders' Cup seminar at the South Point in their Grand View Lounge adjacent to the race book. It'll feature John Lindo and Jonathan Hardoon, both great handicappers. It'll be at 6 o'clock on Friday evening, the 4th of November. And then the next day on Saturday, the big the big eight, huge stakes race days in all of the divisions, including the classic with flight line. Oh, keep your fingers crossed on that one. That'll happen on Saturday, the fifth, in the ballroom, big ballroom, big screen TVs, large and life TVs, those big screens, and big banquet tables. And you know the bedding windows, the food, the beverage, all that good stuff. That'll happen there, and it's all free. Just come on out and enjoy. The bedding in the book on Friday afternoon, Friday morning really, for the first day of the Breeders' Cup, the seminar in the Grandview Lounge thereafter, and uh, the betting again uh, and all the g- great uh, happenings uh, Breeders' Cup uh, Saturday. In case you're not here in town and can just drive over and enjoy and you want to come out for the Breeders' Cup, there is a special Breeders' Cup room rate package at the uh, South Point. Great rooms too, they got really good rooms there. Uh, and if you want to, you know, remember, it's two weeks from tomorrow. So if you want to get that package down, uh, here's the phone number. You call them up and just say you heard on race day, 866-780-7223, 866-780-7223. They'll, uh, they'll give you a good rate, and we'll have a, <coughs> a lot of fun. Fifteen days from today. What a bang! All righty, and we welcome all of you listening here in Las Vegas. You know what the weather is like. We just gave it to you. And we want to, of course, uh, say hello and welcome all of our listeners worldwide on so many different platforms, I can't keep track of them. But we know that we stream on our websites, racestatelasvegas.com.vegas.world. We know that you can get our shows on the uh, phone app, the KSHP app that you put on your devices, your iPhones, your Androids. You can hear us streaming. And, of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasting, we are all over the place for that, too. So we welcome you, however, wherever, whenever, on this almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day, Las Vegas radio program. All righty. Something's brewing out there uh, for uh, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, But before we get to uh, any of that stuff, by the way, uh, I guess uh, Saturday morning is the last local workout at Santa Anita for Flightline. Then he's going to venture on down to Keeneland, test his tootsies out on the racetrack there, and have a final workout uh, just before the Breeders' Cup over Keeneland's racetrack. That's the plan. Um, Now, some racing news. Now, you know, I mean, (sighs) we've got all of the stuff going on with Bob Baffert and Churchill Downs and, and, and the the derby stuff and all that. I don't even know where that stands anymore. That's been tied up in, in legalese and in courts, et cetera, for, what, two years now? And it was, of course, Churchill Downs that started the ban on Bob Baffert. Well, Churchill Downs has now excluded trainer Carl Broberg from its racetracks. Now, um, the Louisiana Racing Commission, State Racing Commission, claimed that Broberg had a valid racing license and that Churchill's ban was unenforceable without Racing Commission approval. Well, it went to court, and in Louisiana court, overruled that argument from the State's Racing Commission that it alone had the power to deny the licensee to the track. And so they upheld the ban, Carl Broberg. Uh, Now, this all stems from, I guess uh From an incident uh, last last year that they uh, said that uh, Bro- broberg uh, last year alleged that he failed to provide proper veterinary care to a horse that was injured and then they went on to say that this is a a normal practice of his etc that's what the, that's what Churchill down said. And uh, he has denied that the horse in question did not receive proper care. He's been racing at fairgrounds during his winter meet spanning 2021 and 22. He won three races from 40 starts there with six seconds and four thirds. So, along with Bob Baffert, who filed a lawsuit against Churchill Downs earlier this year, now Mr. Brogberg's in the hot seat there. And the thing about when uh, Churchill Downs bans somebody from their racetracks, it's not just Churchill Downs racetrack. It's all of the tracks they own and operate. So Broberg is banned from the CDI racetracks, which uh, the fairgrounds is part of. They own the fairgrounds. So we'll see how that plays out. Again, Churchill Downs doing their thing, right? Now overseeing the racetracks, now the federal government, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority. They've informed the state racing commissioners this week that they are seeking a total of $72.3 million for their operation overseeing racing nationally in the first full year of operation. Where do you think that money's coming from? I'll leave it at that because we got good stuff to talk about. Today, we want to talk about horse racing. We want to talk about wagering and all that stuff. On today's show, we've got uh, Jonathan Hardoon with us. Uh, Rich Ang and John Lindo, they'll be uh, looking at Keeneland Racecourse. Jerry J. will jump in with the, uh, uh, a thought or two about uh, Belmont at Aqueduct. And, of course, we got Tommy Masses because uh, Woodbine has started up racing again uh, today and by the way Woodbine has uh, several stakes races over the weekend including the Thunder Bay Stakes and the Lake Superior on Saturday actually the Thunder Bay and Lake Superior is tomorrow on Friday and on Saturday they'll have the Ontario Matron Stakes a grade 3 so we got a lot of good stuff happening and uh, you know I don't know what to tell you uh, except for the fact that uh, I guess they're looking out of the uh, best interest and the integrity of horse racing, that's all I can say, but seems like it always happens at Churchill Downs in their racetracks. Are the others uh, negligent, you think? Or is Churchill Downs uh, maybe over, overstepping? We'll leave it up to the legalese there. All we wanna do is find horses in races around the country and great competition, and we're gonna start doing that right after this, Don't Go Away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book?
1: South Point Casino's race book has the answer.
0: From DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
3: All righty. All right, again, I reflect on the fact. $72.3 million for this uh, HISA, you know, uh, department. And who do you think is going to pay for it? I mean, come on. You know, everything trickles down to the consumer in business, doesn't it? All right, enough said there. I'm not going to get all riled up. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Samacast Center's racetracks around the country. First post times broadcast on this menu each and every day. Reflect that at the Pacific time zone because, hey, that's where we're at here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all this stuff. Ah! From uh, the studios at Sports Talk 1400 AM. And these are the first post times in the Pacific Time Zone because these are the first post times rolling out in our books and we are in the Pacific Time Zone, simply put. So, if you're listening on any other one of those multitude of platforms that we have and you are not in the Pacific Time Zone, adjust to it so you don't miss anything. Don't miss a race like I miss mom and dad. Pacific Times, okay? You ready? <laughs> Let's do it. We begin with uh, Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races today. Their first post time is 9.30. Let me take a look at the weather real quick around the country. You heard what the weather is here. Looks pretty darn good. Both coasts are clear, the Gulf is clear, and everything in between it is clear, except for the Great Lakes area and all over Michigan, it's snowing. (laughs) Oh, man. So Delaware Park is clear. First post time, 9.30, for their eight race card at Delaware Park. Next comes Belmont at Aqueduct. And we'll get the latest from uh, Jonathan Hardoon, but Belmont says it's sunny today there, 53 degrees. Pretty cold. It was pretty cold this morning in, in New York. But they say it's sunny and 53 degrees. The track's fast. The turf courses are firm. The outer turf course will host races four and eight. The inner turf course will have races three, six, and nine. You have nine races at Belmont, no carryovers. Nine races at Belmont. First post time is at 9.30 today, 9.30. Then we have Laurel Park getting ready for the uh, big Laurel Million, Maryland Million over this weekend, the Maryland Million there. Laurel Park has a regular pick five carryover today of 5835 bucks. Yeah, regular pick five, not a bonus. Regular pick five, 5,835 at Laurel today. And their first post time for eight races is set at 940. Then we go to Keeneland, this is the Breeders' Cup meet. That's where they're gonna have the uh, Breeders' Cup. Keeneland has nine races today, no stakes race, but uh, nine races today at Keeneland. And we have our first post time there at 10 a.m. They got some really nice uh, races for maidens there at Keeneland. Uh, and uh, they got some really talented horses winning those races, too. you got to keep an eye on those uh, maiden races right now, especially uh, for the two-year-olds at Keeneland. I'm telling you, there's some really nice horses. By the way, they hit the pick six at Keeneland yesterday. It's a dollar-based bet, too, remember? And uh, that was the uh, highest payoff in the nation. Thirty-six thousand eight hundred sixty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! First post time, Keeneland today, nine races, ten a.m. Then we go to Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has eight races. Their first post time is at ten thirty. They have a regular pick five carryover, not a jackpot. just a regular pick five carryover at Presque Isle Downs. One thousand eight hundred ninety-four bucks. That's today at Presque Isle. And again, first post time for eight races, 10.30. Horseshoe Indianapolis is next. They got 10 races. The final one will be a quarter horse race. The first nine will be thoroughbreds. Horseshoe Indianapolis, they have a regular pick five carryover, too. How about that? Horseshoe Indianapolis, not a jackpot. Regular pick five carryover, $32,841. Okay. They have a pick six jackpot carryover. Of $98,266. First post time, Horseshoe, Indianapolis, 1110 Then you have Woodbine, where Tommy Masses is standing by. They got a couple of biggies there. All right, Woodbine. They're super high. Well, their pick six jackpot. We'll start out with the pick six jackpot. 9938 bucks. Or they hit it not too long ago. But the Super High Five jackpot carryover stands at three hundred thirty-one thousand two hundred forty-eight dollars. Three hundred thirty-one thousand two hundred forty-eight bucks in the Super High Five jackpot at Woodbine. Eight races today. First post time one fifty, and Tommy standing by. Delta Downs has nine races. Their first post time is two fifty-five with full fields. Charlestown races, they have eight races. Their first post time is 4 p.m. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $13,981. bucks. 1st post time, 4 p.m. And then you wrap it up with, you know what I'm going to say, Remington Park. <laughs> Remington's first post time for nine races is at 5.05. And that's your Thursday, almost Friday, racing menu. All righty. We'll go now to uh, Jonathan Hardoon standing by. I'm sure he has a thought or two about all the stuff I just said. Jonathan, good morning.
0: Good morning, Ralph. How are you?
3: I'm doing fine. Weather's good, good here.
0: Seventy-three million. Seventy-three million, huh? Who's who's paying the seventy-three million?
3: Not Heisa. <laughs> no, Heisa's is not doing it. Let's right. let's not let's the trainers. let's contemplate this for a minute. They're not going to get it off of the fines they're giving the jockeys for the whips, although there's plenty of those, but it ain't going to add up to $73 million. So let's see. Um, <laughs> racing commission, no. Racetrack, no. Horse no. owner, no. Trainer, no. Jockey, no. Race player, bing, bing. But, Ralph, actually they're talking about charging the owners like seventy
0: dollars or something per start that's gonna to go towards that. Oh, but okay. So I don't know how they're making it. So it's
3: it's crazy. So in other words, they're nicking the people who uh horse owners who, uh, you know, in this business we know that most horse owners don't make money on racing. They just love being owners and, and participating in the sport. So they're yeah, yeah, they're going to people who uh you know, don't make uh, any money off of racing, I guess, huh?
0: And who's the first they're penalizing? After they they fa- after uh, find the jockeys, they're taking away purses from the owners. So that's good. You pay $71 per race or whatever it is to get past the entry box. And then if you happen to win the race and the jockey gives the horse an extra pop or two, you lose the purse. So
3: well, yes, yeah, right. you buy the horse. <laughs> you put him in training. You pay the trainer, you pay the vets, you pay all the, uh, you know, things around it, fees and all that around it. The horse gets ready. He runs in the race. You pay to enter sometimes to run in the race. You got to pay the jockey and the trainer. And he shows up on the track. You have to beat the other horses in the race. You beat those horses in the race sometimes in a driving finish because your jockey is trying to get that win for you. He hits the horse one, two, three min, uh, times too many. You get you win the photo, you win the purse money, and then they take it away from you. <laughs> what a what a you business.
0: Just encapsulated the entire situation in about fifteen seconds of what happened. What a business. <laughs> but unfortunately that's what's happening.
3: So uh, aren't you glad you're a race player? <laughs> yeah, much
0: better. <laughs> Don't worry, they're gonna that, yeah on and have the and, and increase the take. What do you yeah. think they're going to do? Because yeah.
3: that's not going to make it. All right. Well, now let's get to trying to make some money at the races. And, of course, uh, Belmont at Aqueduct is running today, so is Keeneland. you got sheets in both places. Uh, <clears throat> Jonathan, looking at what's going on at Keeneland, um, if the competition day in and day out and how the horses are winning, et cetera, whatever it is, the handicap, is it giving you some guidance, some idea of how You might uh, approach and handicap the Breeders' Cup, especially in the seminar they're going to do with us uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Because I know that a lot of racetracks, sometimes on big race days, no matter what's happening during their meet, they juice up the track, right?
0: They soup up the inside. They like to make it a speedway. And uh, honestly, I don't like that. I prefer the track to be dead even, like everyone else, I'm sure. You, know, you got to play it on the fly. You got to see how it is. And uh, you'll know Friday, you know, usually like when they used to have it at San Anita, Friday would be souped up and you'd get the idea. That's what the way it's going to be on Saturday. And uh-huh. that's usually the way it was, you know, Saturday followed Friday the way the track was, but let's see, you know, it hasn't been at Keeland in a while. So we're going to see what happens, but they are running over the track and, uh, not all the results make sense. You know, you have horses coming from all over the country for the street, and yeah. uh, that's what makes it a little more difficult and challenging. But, again, if you connect the dots, you're going to get paid.
3: Well, and, and like I said, uh, I, I'm really paying attention out of the uh, races for two-year-old maidens because some really nice, talented horses, at least in their maiden victories, have come out of these races at Keeneland so far.
0: Yeah, um, uh, Smoosin unveiled the two year old last week that ran lights out, running yeah. off the screen. And then on Sunday, Fletcher uh, uh, let loose uh, Malifat's full sister. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, was that horse impressive. I mean, she got off slow. She was behind the last horse. And you don't make moves like she made at Keeland. And uh, she went as easy as could be. And it looked like she had no shot down the backstretch. But what a nice horse that's going to be.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was almost like it was almost like watching uh, the race that Justique ran uh, at Del Mar before she uh, put in a, exactly. a doll race. But I mean, yeah, Keeneland, you don't come from behind like that. She came from behind circle and then pulled away. It was that was. And by the way, yesterday in the maiden race, a Cyclone Mischief uh, ran off the screen with Joe Talamo aboard. So you got to keep an eye on that one, too.
0: Yeah, stretching out for the first time in career start number two. That horse ran huge. Yeah. And, uh, again, you know, uh, these are the meets where, where they unveil these two-year-olds, uh, and uh, everybody's got hopes after they watch their horses run, expecting, you know, to go to the Derby or whatever, and they, they all hope it works out.
3: And we have nine races today at Keeneland. Two of them are for Maidens. Uh, at a mile and 16th, one for Open Maidens and the other one for uh, two-year-old fillies. They will be the third and ninth races, and both of them have over- oversubscribed. So uh, it'll be really interesting to watch that race. And you have opinions in those with your sheet, the uh, your report covering all the races today at uh, Keeneland. Where are we going with the pick there? Let's go to
0: Keelan race number five. Six furlongs, it's an allowance event. And I like the number six horse in here, Mount Alfos. Mount Othos is a four-year-old cult who was claimed last time out by trainer Norm Cassie. He kept him out long enough where he could have brought him back for the same price. However, he steps him up, and that's wow. certainly a positive sign. This is an improving four-year-old, getting better with each start. Tyler Gaffley on the board to ride. He's just at a four-to-one on the morning line. Number six, Mount Ethos wins today's fifth race at Keeneland.
3: Fifth race, uh, the six horse is the key. It is the anchor in the early pick four and early pick five at Keeneland in the fifth race, number six, Jonathan Hardoon's pick, and then we go to Belmont at Aqueduct.
0: Ninth and final mile and a sixteenth on the turf, and they are on the turf again. It's a beautiful day. It's just cold. It's in the fifties, and it mm-hmm. uh, feels a lot colder than that. I like the number seven horse in here, ninth and final, Stella Mars, four-year-old Philly from the Raymond Handelbarn. Dylan Davis back aboard. He's listed, she's listed at 6-1 to one on the morning line. Last time out at Saratoga, it started pouring rain during her race, and uh, you really could draw a line through it. her previous two starts, both good enough to get the job done here. I like number seven, Stella Mars. Can win today's ninth and final out of Belmont
3: Park. All right, the ninth race, number seven, Stella Mars, the seven in the ninth, Jonathan Hardoon's play, and that'll get us the late pick four, late pick five, and a, a nice, nice dinner in the ninth and final at Aqueduct, the seven, the key there. And full uh, full uh, sheets uh, for all the races, both uh, for Belmont at Aqueduct and uh, Keeneland available right now at your website, right?
0: Correct, sir. J o n h a r d o o n dot com. Thank right. you, Ralph. Stay Th- safe. Be well. We'll chat tomorrow.
3: All right, you got it, Jonathan. Thank you. And now we're going to go north of the border, where uh, Tommy Masses is standing by. And Tommy, uh, I sincerely hope you don't get that big front that's uh, sitting over the Great Lakes area because it's uh, snowing there.
4: Yeah, we're we're close enough in the temperature that it's probably going to snow overnight. If it didn't last night, wow. so it's. It's real cold, cloudy, it rained or snowed on and off, and no official word, but i I bet against the turf today.
3: Really? Okay. Now, um, when it gets to the freezing temperatures, without snow or whatever, do uh, they take them off the turf too, right?
4: Yeah, and it's usually the jockeys, right? They got right. the final call, and right. I don't blame them.
3: Neither do I. I mean, because uh, that can get real dangerous out there, uh, you know, uh, with, the, with the ice out there, that's for sure. All right, so today, then, you believe that might be in question, because you've got a late post time today. It's 1.50 p.m. Pacific time. That shakes out to be uh, 4.50 your time, right? I mean, your, your uh, three hours difference, uh, which is about uh, 10 minutes to 5, and the sun will certainly be setting because the days are getting shorter so the second race that's scheduled for the turf the fifth race scheduled for the turf and the eighth and final race scheduled for the turf may be transferring to the uh to the synthetic right
4: yeah i I, i'd bet on it i'd bet you know like i said no official word Mm -hmm. it's 43 degrees right now says feels like 36 there's going to be light rain you know it's going to be 40 and you know, feel a lot colder later on today. You know, overnight we're going to be at 30, which <laughs> is basically... Freezing. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. You never know, but I would I would make a bet against it, but like I said, without any official word.
3: And tomorrow you have two races scheduled for the turf at Seven Furlongs, the Thunder Bay and the Lake Superior, so we've we'll got to watch out for that as well, right?
4: Yeah, but it is supposed to warm up... Uh, it's supposed to warm up tomorrow and get into the high 50s, and Saturday's like high mid 60s. So, whatever hit us the last few days seems to be going away, and we're going to get a little heat spell during the weekend, which is great.
3: And of course, on Sunday you got a grade three there uh, up for taps, the Ontario matron, and and uh, they got they threw a field of ten in that one, that's for sure. Yeah,
4: so like like I said, like today winter, the next three days looks like spring and summer. The last, the last blast of heat for for Toronto, I think.
3: All right, okay. Well, uh, you know uh, who's hot and who's not right now at uh, Woodbine. Uh,
4: well, uh, Kamura, Kamura, and Hernandez. Hernandez uh, started to get close to Kamura, but now he's got to serve three days for the ride uh, on Moira. Mm-hmm. So Hernandez will be out this Sunday and next Thursday and Friday.
3: Did I did uh, Mark I not Cassian. Did I not uh, see that uh Frankie Dotoric got the Mount on Mora?
4: Yes, and he also got the the mount on last call a two-year-old yeah. for Kevin Atard. that's uh in yeah. the Breeders Cup.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well. Okay.
4: I, th- I think that cost more than $70 to get him there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I really believe you're right. Uh so uh and uh the trainers?
4: Yeah, Mark Hasse has yeah. got about 20 wins on Kevin Atard, and yeah. he's, you know, a mile ahead of everyone else. And that's the way they're going to finish.
3: All righty. Well, let's uh, finish off uh, with uh, some winners today.
4: Okay, uh, clocker Ernie Perry mm-hmm. starts with a, a daily double. Race one, number mm-hmm. six, skinny dipping for Marty Drexler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she attracts Kimura, and that could be the jolt she needs, says Ernie.
3: All right. Kamara uh, definitely riding hot there. That opener, again, is uh, late uh, start time, so you got plenty of time to get it. In the first race, 1.50 p.m. Pacific time, post-time, Ernie, li- Ernie likes the six skinny dipping, uh, the six in the opener. You
4: know, it takes me a while to hook up the Huskies.
3: Mm-hmm. All right.
4: Race two, Ernie likes number two, Fast and Sexy, for Eddie Katran. Uh he also knows that the horse is getting back to turf and has a conditioning edge on the field. And he goes, he hopes to hit the board at a price. So I'll take that with a grain of salt.
3: So you're telling me now that Ernie comes in the first and second race with the hunch bet double of the day, skinny dip into fast and sexy?
4: It depends who's doing the skinny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. All right. Uh, the double, the first race, the six, second race, the two, fast and sexy. We'll leave it at that. And uh, what are you doing for us today?
4: Race four, number four, know how. Uh, Vito Armada and his brother John, who's Alpine Stable, claimed this horse off Mark Cassie. And I've talked about this in the past. Uh, they claimed the horse. Oh, man, the, the name, I gave him out. He win a state, you know, they've been picking on Mark Cassie for forty years. Ah. This this Alpine stable and Vito Armada, they they might they have the you know,
3: mm-hmm.
4: they must be getting the info from the Cassie Barn because they've relentlessly picked on Cassie and uh oh, I can't remember the horse. Luckman, Luckman. Uh-huh. I claimed him for twenty five, one, you know, boom, 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 and, and a stake race, right up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And They've been doing it to Mark Cassie, like I said, as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And know-how is first off the claim, 10-1, to attracts uh, Kazushi Kimura, and I could care less what his form is or who he's racing against, Uh, Vito and... Alpine stable, know-how to claim off of Mark Cassie. Number right. four, know-how,
3: race so, four. So you got that handicapping angle that uh, that you can't find in racing form or in uh, speed numbers. In the fourth race, the four, know-how. The four in the fourth with that Mr. Man. That man again, Camara aboard. And? Race
4: seven, number three, Poseidon Steel. Uh, this horse has raced, you know, at every distance, both surfaces, I think he wants a sprint on the synthetic. If He gets that today, and there seems to be, you know, an abundance of speed for, to set it up for Poseidon, blah, Poseidon Steel. So number three, Poseidon Steel, race seven.
3: All right, you got the seventh race. Number three is your second play. And, again, they can find your plays and all the handicappers' plays on the website, right?
4: Woodbine.com. I'm on Twitter, Tommy Hammer.
3: That's right. Tommy Hammer is your uh, moniker for uh, Twitter.
4: Yeah, so, your, your, your listeners reach out to me all the time, and I don't mind. Anybody has questions for me, i got all the time in the world to answer them and steer them the right way.
3: All right. Just make sure you get your overcoat for today, okay? You got it. Good all luck, right. everyone. Thank you, Tommy. And again, recapping it for you folks. In the first race, Ernie likes the six. Ernie in the second race likes the two. It's the hunch bet double of the day, the six-two combination beginning in the first race. Fourth race, Tommy checks in with the four and his handicapping angle. And in the seventh race, he likes the three. Those are the plays for the show. We'll be back with Rich Eng, John Lindo, and Jerry J. Don't go away. Back on race day. Time to go to Rich Yang standing by. And uh, Richie, I have a, a, a quiz for you.
5: Yeah, Rafi. Good morning.
3: I want to know when the Breeders' Cup Advance Daily Racing Form will be available for consumption for the players.
5: It will be. Thursday, next Thursday, not today, (laughs) next Thursday, October 27th. There we go. It'll be available in all the, well, most of the race books, like 98% of the race books in town, and they can get it over the counter at the uh, Racing Farm office on 6000
3: Southeastern Avenue, Suite 2B. One week from today. Get all your marking pens. All of your paraphernalia out, and uh, don't forget to get the Ouija board and start handicapping, right? Yep.
5: And uh, a quick note, uh, you have hundreds if not thousands of listeners outside of Nevada, outside mm-hmm. of Las Vegas. Well, if they, uh, if, if it's more convenient for them to have it mailed to them, they can order it just by calling the office at 702 uh, 261 and place an order, and we'll get them out in the mail on Thursday.
3: All right. You guys are going to be just like Amazon, getting that o- overnight, right?
5: <clears throat> yeah, except we won't be hand-delivering it. We'll, we'll use you, <laughs> yeah. uh, U.S. post office service.
3: <laughs> yeah, and let's hope they're dependable. In any case, uh, we continue with uh, covering Keeneland. Uh, it's been uh, a very interesting meeting, and as I alluded to with uh, Jonathan Hardoon, uh, a lot of those maiden races for 2 have really produced some really talented, uh, nice horses.
5: Yeah, there's no doubt that some of these maiden special aid races at Keeneland are going to be uh, key races, Ralph, yeah. because uh, th- this is a talent level. I mean, so yeah. you know, one only one horse can win, right. but some of those other horses, you know, are going to develop coming out of those maiden specials.
3: No kidding. And then we've got a couple of really uh, nice maiden races uh, today, one for the two-year-old Phillies and one for the Open in the third and ninth races. And Rich Ang's selections for Keeneland covers all nine races, so you can get them uh, right there at the racedaylasvegas.com website. So what are we doing today?
5: Well, let's try one of those maiden races, Ralph. Uh-huh. Race number three is a mile on the 16th, around two turns. Uh-huh. Let's go with the rail horse. Number one, escapologist, Kenny McPeak, uh, Brian Hernandez, Jr. riding. But this horse uh, was ice cold on the board in debut at 37 to 1. But this ran like a typical uh, McPeak horse. It was a slow, early, fast, late, and uh, should uh, gain a lot of education from that debut. So let's go 25 win place. Two for the ROI, number one escapologist in his in his second start in the third at Keelan.
3: Uh, Richie now the uh the first race that, that this horse ran, was it a one turner?
5: Uh no, it was two turns. Marlon is okay. sixteenth at right. Churchill is two turns.
3: Oh wow. No, no, I mean the, the first race, the, the one that he didn't win, the one that he already had. That's um, that was a two turner too?
5: Yeah, it, uh, I, I think it's a mile and a 16th is two turns at Churchill. They, yeah. they have a one mile Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, so they mile do. 16th
3: is two turns. So yeah. uh, what I was suggesting is you said he was a late closer. I thought maybe uh, this time for the first two turns, getting a little bit more real estate to work with might uh, be right in his wheelhouse. Yeah,
5: well, I know we'll save a lot of ground, which will help
3: him. Yeah, from the rail, no kidding. Right. All right, enough said. Third race, the one, Escapologist. He escapes the maiden ranks today with a win. Third race, the one at Keeneland is Richie's Play, and uh, that's a 25-win place. $2 ROI on the one in the third. And, of course, get the rest right now at the RacetayLasVegas.com website. Hey, thanks a lot, Rich.
0: Hey, thanks, Al. Good luck, everybody.
3: All righty. We'll be back with John and Jerry. You know the deal. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the
1: race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer.
0: Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
3: All right, back on Race Day, we go out to uh, John Lindo standing by. And, uh, John, we were just con- uh, talking uh, with our other correspondents about uh, those uh, races for two-year-olds at Keeneland.
2: Yeah, you know you're going to see good ones come out of there and we've already seen a couple extra Neho and and the Pletcher on Sunday. Yeah. There'll be some more. There's some good maiden races coming up this week too and uh it's that time of year and there are a lot of two-year-olds down in in, in Kentucky and you know when Churchill starts again for their their November meet, they have those uh you know those stars of tomorrow at the beginning yeah. and end of the meet. So yeah. it's a, it's a good place to keep an eye on the juveniles for next year.
3: I want to remind everybody too that the uh, pick six at Keeneland is a regular pick six is not a jackpot so that uh, that uh, you know is uh, the way they have that set up and it's a dollar based bet too it paid over 36 grand uh, yesterday thirty six thousand eight sixty five and change
2: yeah I, I like the format I like the non non uh, jackpot and I like the dollar minimum I think that's a, a very very uh, uh, reasonable horse player type of wager mmm
3: and the races started out with a forty-five-dollar winner, and it ended up with a forty-four-dollar winner. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of
2: blew me out on both ends of the rolling bit yeah, there yesterday. Yeah, it
3: was uh, it was kind of kind of hard to find those horses, but nevertheless, somebody did, and it was uh, it was a nice payoff. All right, today we got nine races at Keeneland, and again, your Linda report covering all the races today at Keeneland, selections, a suggested late pick four, and all the goody information at the bottom, like a couple of. Quick uh, key uh, notes of interest. Latruska is now heading for the Philly Mare Breeders' Cup turf?
2: Breeders' Cup sprint. The Philly Mare sprint. Oh, Philly Mare Uh, sprint. She's been competing in the the route races and she was in the distaff last year. Mm -hmm. But uh, her connections are going to shorten her up this year and try her in the Philly Mare sprint, which is seven furlongs. And we had mentioned yesterday on the air that Bell's the one has a minor injury and mm-hmm. will have to pass the race.
3: I think it's a smart move because in the uh, the distaff she's going to have to go up against Nest and Malathot. So maybe. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's the path of least resistance.
3: And Hot Rod Charlie is going to have a dignitary taking him to the uh, Breeders' Cup post uh, uh, for Breeders' Cup Day and
2: Right. Well, you know, the the main stable pony in Doug O'Meal's barn is Lava Man, who yeah. earned over five million dollars. He's out in Kentucky right now. He's and he's being used as the lead staple pony. He'll take uh, Hot Rod Charlie to the gate for the British Cup Classic, and after that he'll be retired out at Old Friends in Kentucky. And it's just a terrific place. Uh, we have Amazonby out there and, and a number of horses that, yeah. that people would recognize. If you get out in Kentucky and you get a chance, go out to Old Friends. You're yeah. going to see a lot of, of horses that you used to know. And, probably made a wager or two on, and they're getting great care, and it's a great place for them to spend the rest it of
3: their, a great, their lives. It's a great retirement uh, for horses that well-deserved, that's for sure. All right, John, uh, let's get a pick.
2: Let's go to race eight today, Ralph. In the eighth race, you're going to see a lot of horses going back on Lasix, dropping out of stakes races, and you can really see in these past performances the differences of racing with Lasix uh-huh. and without Lasix uh-huh. on some. And one of these number seven actuators might play today off of Lasix in the, in the Jerkins, the grade one sprint at, at Saratoga, didn't fire. You go back to the Indiana Derby race, uh, around two turns with Lasix, that was solid. Gets mm-hmm. Lasix back today, gets back around two turns, I think it's a good stocking trip. Eight to one on the program, it's worth taking the shot. Number seven, Actuator, race number eight at Keeneland.
3: All right, with that Lasix on and off angle uh, on this, in the eighth race, the seven, Actuator, the seven, 8-1 to one with a good long shot rider, Jimmy Graham, aboard the 7 in the 8th race is John John uh, Lindo's pick for the race day listeners. And again, get the full sheet, only in one place, only at the South Point Racebook, compliments free of charge to the horse players because they love horse players there. Thanks a lot, John.
2: All right. Good luck today.
3: All right. You got it. And now we're going to go to Jerry Jackowitz, wrapping it up. Uh, Jerry, I know you got your power pages today for Belmont at Aqueduct available at your website.
6: Yeah. I have two words for you when it comes to two-year-olds. Cave Rock.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's Put not... them
6: together equals
3: very, very fair. Yeah. Cave Rock is mucho fasto. That's for sure.
6: <laughs> you bet he is. All right. We've got a couple of plays for you today at Aqueduct. It okay. uh, looks like a great day. Everything, uh, we don't have the scratches yet, but... Uh, it sure looks like we're going to have uh, fast and firm out there or fast and good. And uh, I always think of the turf course this time of year in New York as really more good than fast. So uh,
3: uh, that's the, why you'll see it. The official labeling is uh, track, fast, and the turf courses. Both of them uh, are labeled firm, but that's this, right. their labeling. And like you said, uh, uh, the late scratches are not up yet, but we'll uh, deal with it.
6: Right. Okay, so we'll go to the sixth race for our first play, Ralph. We're going a mile on the turf. Uh, We've got Phillies, three-year-olds, some olders. But uh, I like number 10. She's a Mia, three-year-old Philly, who seems to be really uh, starting to find her stride and grow up into her uh, into her game. And, uh, boy, her last race coming back from a o- little August-October layup was really, really sensational, and I want to follow her up in class. Mm-hmm. We're getting 5-1 to one with Trevor McCarthy up for Christophe Clement. That's the 10-horse in the sixth race. Okay. And I'm going to play the 10 over the one two, three, and five, do some reverses. And then I'm going to press up 10, three, three, 10, which is also the other Christoph Clement horse.
3: All right, so in the sixth race, we have the 10, she's a Mia as your key play. The 10 is the feature play, the win bet there. And the link ups uh, are one, two, three, and five and reverse. And then you're going to bang another 10, three, three, 10. Uh, and uh, the two Clement horses, right? Okay, next.
6: I might even run him down like in a tr- trifecta box with the whole field just to, if he runs one, two, or two, three, or one, three, I'll catch the try. That might be a play, too. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go to the seventh race for my second play, Ralph. Oh, you, come give me, right
3: back. you give me a rolling double.
6: I'm giving you a rolling double right okay. away. Right. Number one, Snicket. Um Three to one. I, I just don't believe you'll get anything like three to one. I think you'll. It, I think this will be in the three to two range. So okay. I've listed it as a featured play, as opposed as opposed to a pop out key. But if you got three to one, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'll take the one over the two, four, five. Um, I'm not going to bother with the reverses here. I just like oh, the one a lot.
3: You're not going to
1: reverse. I'll do a small reverse.
3: Oh, to bring Oh yeah. Okay. Don't do that to us. In it's the sef- break even. Okay, break even reverse. In the right. seventh race, the 1 is the key over two, four, five, and reverse just to break even. All right. Now, you realize that she's a Mia, and both Snicket are back-to-back. It'll be a rolling double. It'll be a, in the sixth race, the double will be 10-1. And they are both ridden by one Mr. Trevor McCarthy.
6: Right. The old McCarthy roll over double.
3: Okay, the old McCarthy roll, let's make it a new McCarthy rollover <laughs> double in the 6th and 7th races today. Now the Power Pages, again, for all of Belmont at Aqua available at all of, uh, well, right there at JerryJsPowerPage.com, of and perfect. within itself, right?
6: That would be perfect, yes.
3: All righty. And so uh, we'll wrap it up on today's show by, uh, well, we just got to give them one more thing. And you know what that's going to be. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody we'll be back tomorrow morning at our usual weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific time, God willing, and the Crick don't rise. In the meantime, get out there, enjoy the day, be kind to everyone, and let's see if we can try to cash some tickets at the races today. Now you can say it, Jerry. Have a great race day everybody.